0: On Sunday, uh, De'Aaron Fox was diagnosed with a an avulsion fracture in his index finger of his shooting hand. That is what we would call uh, steps to success, as Giannis would say. Steps to success, not a failure, not a disaster, just steps to success. Predictably, uh, when De'Aaron Fox ended up playing. He was awesome, by the way, until he jammed his finger. And then, like you would imagine, a guy who's got a broken finger doesn't really perform in the fourth quarter after he re-injures it. And without fourth quarter, Fox, it was night-night sleep mask. Kings were lost. Even when it was a three-point game with a minute left and the Kings had a good look from three to tie, Monk misses the 25-footer, and we got to see the yin and the yang that is Malik Monk. Boy, oh boy, did we see all of it. On one hand, that man carried the Kings. 21 points from the four-minute mark at the third quarter. He had 21 points from that point on. 21 points at the four-minute mark in the third quarter. 14 points in the fourth quarter alone. He was cooking, boy, carving up that defense. He was making tough shot after tough shot over Kevon Looney. He looked like John Morant out there. He was waiting until his feet had almost reached the floor, coming up off his elevation, and then put it up bucket after bucket, getting to the free throw line, chasing down what should have been a backcourt violation for the Golden State Warriors off of an errant pass. But no, he steals that ball, gets it, gets the loose ball, and then gets an and one just incredible honestly probably the only reason that the kings were able to dig back and then on the other hand shooting a nonsense three-pointer when you don't need to make that or shoot that at that given moment you've got a bunch of seconds left on the shot clock and guys open why are you taking that shot malik monk oh my god that lost you the game on the other side uh we got one of the best performances of draymond's career he was unstoppable on both sides of the ball. Offensively. He cooked all night. My man Draymond Green, day-day, 8 for 10 from the floor. 8 for 10, 21 points off the bench, 4 rebounds, 7 assists, 3 steals, and a block. What are we talking about? Long and the short is that Draymond's suspension put the series and changed it like an inflection point where now they get to see what it's like for them to have complete spacing. Draymond knows where he needs to be, even when he's with Kevon Looney on the floor. And now they're cooking these Kings up with back cuts and easy looks at the rim. Uh, And that is a real problem. The Warriors shot 76% in the restricted area in game five. That's really bad. Uh, They had 33 separate buckets in the restricted area which is five feet from the rim. They got 50 points at the rim. That is ridiculous. And now they know that they can't, the Kings can't stop it. They can't stop it with all that cutting, with all that ball movement. They're cutting like crazy. They're getting easy shots right in the rim, and there's just no way to adjust out of that. Kings now play game six on Friday, which is today, I guess, at Chase in an elimination game. Man, it's going to be a tough one for Sacramento but they should have won game four I guess and they haven't lost four in a row since the first four games of the season so whatever happens I just want to say Kings Nation I'm incredibly proud of you I think you have a bright future this team is fun as hell to watch I think they're the most fun team of basketball and if this thing goes back to goal and one for game seven all bets are off moving on Lakers and Grizzlies are locked in a series now as well the Lakers had a chance to put Memphis to bed in Memphis, but the Grizzlies got off to a hot start and opened up a 14 point lead in the first quarter. And other than one Laker run that cut the lead to one, it was basically night from the beginning. They handled the Lakers. Jaw had 31 and 33 from Bain. LA lost. Because, as we know, what they do is they just can't shoot. They shot 25% from three. Grizzly shot 35% from three, despite our man, Dylan the Villain, shooting 20% from deep. Now all eyes are on him, his shenanigans. Brooks was three for 15 for eight. He had 10 boards, seven assists, but he was also the only Grizzly starter to be a negative, minus seven. They are not going to survive many three for 15 shooting nights. So... The Grizzlies now face an uphill battle. I still think they can win this thing. I still think that they can win game six, and it will be raucous in Memphis on Sunday. Do not be surprised if Memphis forces a game seven. Finally, a little tea from around the league, because we haven't talked much about very much news. Uh, Clippers are eliminated, and I did a TikTok, but I think you should uh, I should mention it here on the podcast as well if you don't follow my social and you just listen to the podcast. By the way, you should.
2: Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
0: Um, there are now hot rumors coming out about the uh, Los Angeles Clippers, and I don't know if they're true, but I tell you what, people who I know who are around this team and have friends that are around this team tell me that I am spot on. So, so this is what happened. An anonymous Clipper uh, media member has an account called Clippers Content, and he claims that he's been covering the team all year, and as soon as they lost their game to be eliminated, he posted like a 16-post thread on Twitter about everything that went wrong uh, with the Clippers this year. And my God, was it bad. It was like Edward Snowden. It was like releasing all the receipts. He's now on the run. He hasn't posted since. Steve Ballmer must be furious. So this is what it was. He starts dropping a tweet storm. It says, first and foremost, the Clippers turned down Marcus Morris for Conley trade. They they had Morris to go to Utah for Mike Conley, and they settled for John Wall. We know how that went. They couldn't get Wall cheap, so they gave up uh, Isaiah Hartenstein for nothing. Uh, because they couldn't pay them both, and they couldn't find a backup center until the trade deadline. Then Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson was one of the feel-good stories. He was unplayable, he was horrible, and he had a bad attitude. So the Clips were so desperate, they tried to get Kyrie, they tried to get Fred Van Fleet, they tried to get Lowry, and they failed. They settled on Eric Gordon. They tried to trade Norm Powell to the Grizzlies, but instead got Luke Kennard instead. And then they just struggled from three for the rest of the season. So he's like, hey, I also have a lot more tea on the dysfunction of the team. He blows up the bridge. He basically murders Ty Lue, says that Ty Lue was pissed off at the team, that the team hates him, he hates them, the roster hates him, the front office hates him, and because he doesn't like them, he's just basically playing players he knows will not win them games, three, four guard lineups, out of spite. Because he was just so mad at the front office and he was just being petty. And then Marcus Morris wanted to trade and now is so pissed that he didn't get traded that he quit the team for two weeks. Just went AWOL. No one knew where he was. Ty Lue covered it up and then he eventually came back and then forced his way back onto the starting lineup with Ty Lue because they're friends. Uh, yikes. And then... He moves on to more tea about individual players. Says that Rocco and Terrence Mann were publicly complaining and posting things on Twitter as a cry for help because Ty Lue wasted a year of their careers. He was not playing Rocco at all, barely playing Terrence Mann. Uh, then Kawhi Leonard gets both barrels from this Clippers account. Uh, apparently, this anonymous Clippers guy alleges that Kawhi Leonard was benching himself in the middle of games and just ghosting the team even though he was fully healthy. In the regular season. Uh, He's not done. He also says that the team is paranoid. And that it's a very poorly kept secret that they're paranoid. And now they ban sports writers for posting anything about the team. That puts them in any sort of negative light. Even if it's completely true. He even says one of the national beat reporters was blackballed for posting a video about Kawhi. Uh, And then... He says that the social media manager of the Clippers was uh, accused of sexual misconduct, and is still there to this day. What's happening? What is going on with the Clippers? That's what he. I mean, I have nothing to to say other than like a lot of these roster things are true. He did he did play three four guard lineups, and you did see Marcus Morris go away from the team. You did see Kawhi Leonard um, leave in the middle of games and not play, and no one knew why. Uh, you did see. Uh, Rocco not play. You did see Terrence Mann not play. I mean, all those things are fact. I can't speak to the feelings around it or why, but if that's true, this is wildly specific for it to not be true. I'll just say that. We're going to find out, folks. It always comes to light. I promise you, now that the dirty little secrets are out in the ether, people are going to start digging and Bob Myers can't come to this team fast enough, can he? He's got to fix this malfeasance because the tea is hot. That's all the time that we have for the Heat Check. We'll be back Monday with an all-new episode covering the first-round series uh, along with some of the second-round series, actually. actually, Trey Young in Boston, John Morant in L.A., Kings Warriors, and Knicks, of course, facing the Heat. Also, check the feed for past interviews as they drop intermittently throughout this playoff run. Do not forget to download, subscribe, and tell your friends, every single one of them. Follow the, the social on This Heat Check and at Trista Crick on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. We'll see you next week, my friends.